Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hey, I'm Scott Pipe. Hi, I'm Nick Percat. You are listening to Inside Supercars. All the racing I've done, supercars and, uh, you know, all the GT and drifting and all that kind of stuff, I think it all helps. A lot of seat time and having some good times racing, it's, it's a lot of fun. As long as we don't allow some of the lunatics to um, get the keys, then uh, it'll continue to be at the, um, at the forefront uh, through hard work and diligence, particularly on the part of the team owners and investment by them. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. And welcome to Inside Supercars again with Tony Whitlock and Craig Avell. G'day, Craig. Evening, Tony. What a interesting weekend it was at Winton. It was indeed an enormous weekend. Wonderful uh, racing and over both days. Uh, lots of uh, events and lots of races being right to the last lap. It was uh, in doubt, so that was fantastic to see. Great to see uh, Scotty McLaughlin uh, pick up his third consecutive pole and third consecutive win on Saturday. And then Shane... While he didn't have the fastest qualifier, he had the fastest car to get in the race, so that was terrific to see. Interesting now, the way in which uh, the championship has just spun out a little bit with Mount uh, Mostert not finishing uh, on um, Sunday, and that is that uh, there are four drivers now and two teams currently in the mix. You'd have to be brave to even go out on a limb to say which one of them would be the favourite, because uh, if Jamie Wincup gets on a roll and starts winning races, then... It could be Jamie Wincup by how far, because amazingly, he hasn't won a race yet. Yes, indeed. But wonderfully consistent, as Jamie has been through his 10 years with uh, driving for um, AAA. Mm, um, there were a number of other things that happened over the weekend. Um, first of all, it was just after the announcement about uh, the sale of potential uh, supercars, uh, Archers uh, getting on and other business. Um, and then also uh, some other details around Newcastle and such and things like that. Some of the things that were wonderful to see were uh, certainly some strong racing in all the categories. Yeah, a very good, uh, a very good support card, and interesting to see the series that they tried to kill but will not die. Formula Ford not only had the largest grid over 30 cars, I think it was 31 cars on the grid, but uh, Shell has announced at Winton that they're backing the rest of the Formula Ford series. So uh, that's great news for Formula Ford, which uh, once it got away from what I thought was a ridiculous situation where people were just uh, uh, writing ridiculous checks to be part of a six-round series, and it's sort of gone back to more grassroots Formula Ford racing action. It's it's gone on from le- uh, gone on in leaps and bounds, and once again has taken its premier place as the as the logical next step from karting. How Cam could have made a decision to rob the national championship from Formula Ford is just beyond me. Uh, when you look at the supercar grid, and while it might not be the end all and be all of uh, motor racing in the world, it certainly is a very strong category with strong support, commercial support strong media support, and therefore it's an aspirational category for young men who want to become full-time race drivers. And the the number of them in that category who have, if not a Formula Ford 
titles of their names, such as Craig Lowndes, James Winkup, Will Davison, and just goes on and on. They certainly were guys who were hard chargers in that category, and it's just amazing to, to think that they couldn't keep supporting it. But such is life. One of the biggest subjects, of course, was something that's been running around for probably about 18 months when you agree, Craig, the sale. Well, look, no one thought that Archer was going to be here for 10 years. They are a, a company that... Um, is a speculator, if you like. They'll buy maybe three or, f or five, as many as five properties at once, uh, all different sorts of businesses. They will put them out there. Some will flourish. Some will uh, not succeed. Um, and then they sell them off when the uh, time is right. Right now, the time is right for supercars. They had, at the time, they made three acquisitions. Two of them were gone gangbusters. Supercar has plotted along by uh, their standards. And now it's time to move it along in the middle of a, a television deal, which certainly uh, we've spoken about on this show. And, uh, and as Brad said, was uh, financially favorable for the teams. And so, well, why wouldn't you move it on at this point, um, giving plenty of time for the new owners to set the agenda and then hopefully uh, move it into a more lucrative position um, when the next TV right deal comes up? So in that respect, it is, uh, it is not a surprise. It's just when was it going to be the time? And I think everyone thinks that now is a very good time. It's just who's going to get it. And... Uh, and there is a lot of speculation on who might get it. Yes, interesting to see. The names that have been mooted are certainly FPL, which of course was founded by the, uh, the forefathers of IMG in this country, that being James Erskine, Tony Cochran, Basil Scafidi. They were the ones who started up and took V8 supercars to become just that. Uh, they sold out to Archer, uh, along with the team owners, uh, sold their percentage off. They've kept a small nominal interest still in the category and now they're supposedly want to come in along with News Corporation who are of course co-owners of both Fox and the 10 Network who are the current broadcasters of course, both of them. And the third one, I'm trying to remember who was the third one. Uh, the company that owns Ticketek. That's right, yeah. So look, uh, my own view would be that uh, the most likely winner of it will be SEL but Anyway, after the break... Well, actually, here, Tony, the uh, speculation, you missed out a fourth one, which hasn't been widely reported, but the teams are considering that if oh. the um, purchase price comes in at a around uh, 60 to 80%, there could be a buyout, and then also what's being considered is perhaps teaming up with one of those uh, previously mentioned potential purchases to uh, increase their stake and uh, have have those other skill sets, and that's something you'll hear from Rod Nash later in the show. After break, we'll hear from Scotty McLaughlin. Now, Scotty has uh, racked up something very rare this year. He's got three pole, consecutive poles and three consecutive wins. So Saturday night, we spoke to him, talking about that, because, of course, this year we've seen lots of winners. Interesting that Jamie Winkup, as you say, he sits uh, without uh, a win to his name, but second in the point. So it's that consistency again that Jamie has. So after the break, it's with Scotty McLaughlin. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page. And to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. 
www.inside.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck. For Daniel Ricardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas, there actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Okay, so we're here with uh, Scotty McLaughlin after another wonderful day at Winton. For you, actually, your first day of wonderful days. Yeah, I've I've never won here at Winton, so it's quite cool. So yeah, have now and. Um, it's always been a bogey track, so for me to get a win is great, and I've got an awesome car underneath me, so I think it's important that we just got to make the most of these days, and you know that's what exactly what we did pole and a win is exactly what you, what you want to do. Yeah, indeed. So can you tell the you know that obviously last year you were here in a Volvo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell the difference between driving this Falcon here this year? Uh, look, you can in some ways, but it is actually quite similar to my Volvo. Um, it's quite uh, twitchy on the initial turn, and, and that's something that you know I kind of like. I like directing the car with the rear, um, and that's sort of you know probably my go kart roots coming out of me. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's a you know it's a good package at the moment. Ludo's really understanding me so well, so I'm 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 really happy and in a good place at the moment. How lucky were you to step up into the series at the time you did when the independent rear end came in, yeah. the new front ends of, well, they changed every other week, but yeah. <laughs> how lucky is it that you hit the series at that time? Oh, I think it's fantastic for me, and I hit the series with a great car and team underneath me too, so, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I was able to show my stuff, um, you know, we won the Dunlop Series Championship, so I showed some promise, but... Um, you know, now you know I did a lot of the testing there in the prototype, and um, and 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 learnt you know probably how to drive these cars before a lot of the, some of the legends. So um, you know, it's been tough, and, and when we've had the speed, we've been able to win, and it's pretty special, you know, to notch up another win. On a totally different note, because I know that you carry great loyalty and friendship with Gary, you must be delighted to see their new Commodores going so well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know I know how hard they've worked and how much you know what happened on the over the off season basically throwing whatever they had what we made in four years into the bin um and trying to start scratch with like three months ago is tough so um i mean it's it's what they've done is fantastic and it's good to see them come well it looks like really all they need is a little bit more qualifying speed and they'll be okay but um yeah it's it's good to see them fighting yeah people talk about gary's team's a family team it's a small team and of course penske is talked about as the mega the monolith of teams what is it really like? How different is it for you as a driver? And what are those differences? It's probably the differences off track. Um, you know, how, you know, Jerem was, you know, they know there was a bit of a joke all the time. They had, you know, we, we had a lot of fun and, and we, we, we uh, you know, it was, it was probably not as serious as it is now with now we're, with Penske, you've got a, a reputation to uphold in regards to, you know, very serious, you know, white shirts, you know, tucked in, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I feel like I've been groomed up to that point to get to that stage. I think it was, it was an omen that Volvo signed on and I sort of understood factory support and commercial, like how much it was a lot busier for me because um, this is another step up. So I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. I think I've hit this team probably at, you know, a time where I'm probably my most mature. So was the change from the Commodores to Volvo, was that quite a different change in the in the 
in the culture of the team at Gary Rogers? Uh, yeah, I'd have to say so. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, well, we were a factory-supported team. So, you know, it, it was a lot more commercial stuff. We are doing photo shoots and, and whatever and, 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 and sponsorship stuff. So it was pretty flat out, but, um, you know, nothing compared to what I'm doing now at Shelby Bar Racing. We've got a blue-chip sponsor in Shell and something that's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, pretty cool to you know, be a part of it all. As a pretty proud New Zealander, you must be pretty stoked to have two countrymen up there fighting at the front. Yeah, I think it's funny. It's great for New Zealand. I think Pukkoi, um, the you know, the race. It's it's, it's going to be fantastic to have us there because we're we're all going to be fast. So it's um you know it's hopefully sell some tickets and get some you know feet coming through the uh, gates. One of the things that marked Shane as quite different to most of the drivers who got to V8s, including yourself, was that he didn't have a background in go karts. His was on dirt. In fact, he parallels something of Jim Richards. Yeah. And there's one other thing that they're common in. Yeah. They're both regarded as being, oh, very good in the wet. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, both of them, you ask them, and they'll say, yeah, but I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, because I actually like the wet. Right. I've always, I've always enjoyed it, and um, just it's a different challenge. Is that car moving around? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's like go-karts, you've got to try and find different lines. It's just a little bit different, you know, so... It just definitely throws a spanner in the works and there's more risk, so, you know, a bit more adrenaline. So, um, yeah, it's enjoyable. Do you need to concern yourself? Craig Lowndes has just signed a two-year deal. If you look at any of the information about uh, name recognition and brand recognition, Craig Lowndes is there, daylight, night time, a couple of weeks go by and then the next driver is. Mm. Do you feel that you have to work yourself or with your team or with your management to try and bridge that gap because... You take that away, and supercars as a business, which is what you're employed in, will be hurting in a in a major way. Oh, absolutely! I think um, you know yeah, it's, it's 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 he's kind of like the Valentino Rossi in some ways of, of supercars. You know, once he once Rossi goes, it's going to be almost pointless watching. But you know, not really. But I think um, I think Lounds will be still around in some way, in some capacity. But I'm, I'm I've always tried to base myself off Lounds in regards to you know how I conduct myself with the fans media like and i mean he's he's uh you know a guy that's done so well for himself off off the track so it's be stupid not to copy him which brings in the jandal comment and i'm not wanting to embarrass you at all by it but that actually got you enormous coverage yeah um, for the right reasons not the wrong ones yeah i think everyone just figured out that i was sort of a just normal person a yeah. yeah and all i mean just a normal guy I was you know we all have the same emotions you know everyone thinks we're sort of superheroes and you know we do do weird things and i mean i'm just a normal guy you know goes for a beer on weekends goes watch the footy and does like you know all that sort of stuff so it's all good well i imagine that uh, as you say pukakari will absolutely be maniac with mm. with all these new zealanders up there yeah. um have you got any other projects on between now and, and uh the end of the season are you doing anything else no not, not racing wise i'll focus on this 100 percent and yeah. just um you know get get you know get used to it and stuff so. have you got a, a fair yep a fair block on doing anything else or are you if you go to them would, would you be able to do something oh yeah absolutely i mean I'd, I'd love to try and go go overseas and do something but you know at the end of the day i've been employed to the supercar staff right. and i think um yeah we'll, we'll be okay and guess what scotty yeah, you're doing yeah. a very Cheers, good job boys. at it thanks man cheers oh, you're awesome. CRA co-owner rod nash from him after this break the views expressed on inside supercars including the panelists and guests do not reflect the views of the network thunder media or sport radio 
any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie Stewart at the Grand Prix and I just remind myself of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport, but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Todd Kelly. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Well, welcome back. Rod Nash, I first met back when he started in the category. He was a long-time Speedway competitor, a very successful, diversely entrepreneurial innovator and uh, has built businesses up and bought PRA when they were pulling out when Dave Richards needed the money. was able to buy PRA, FPR, and uh, now has both a race car and a road car business. Craig caught up with PRA co-owner Rod Nash in the first part of our chat with Rod where we hear about uh, why he believes that James Orban has been such a successful CEO for V8 Supercars, and particularly how he managed to get Archer Capital, the major shareholder, to put a sizable cash injection in to support the teams after the first television deal was well below expectation. To the absolute credit of uh, two people, James Warburton and Peter Weeks, the owner, so to speak, I mean... Um, I did not think that was going to happen, you know. Um, it's just business at the end of the day. And so you don't normally get business having handouts for just like that. Um, but in fairness, um, James, um, I think it was a bit more than just a simple conversation. So his presentation of, of that within um, must have been pretty strong. But equally, you know, you've got to have a listener. And I think Peter was that listener. And, um, and you know, and people have done some good stuff. I remember Roland Dane, again, credit to him years ago when we, we, had, uh, we got paid uh, prize money, you know. So he was winning at the time and he was collecting all the prize money. But, of course, uh, in proportion, as, as it went down the back, you know, um, you got less and less. Well, he was the driver to actually make make equality and everyone get um, equal appearance money. Now, you know, you got to take your hat off and we will all have a go at Roland from time to time, but, we, but you know, um, he does run the benchmark of the team, has done for a lot of years. Uh, that's been good for us, but we equally like to think that, you know, we do our bit there as well. But certainly, um, you know, Roland, that was, a, in, in my time, that was a huge one and the second one was equally... Um, you know, uh, good of the organisation, just from business modelling to recognise, well, hey, you know, we do need to make sure that the teams are there because obviously we do say we are the show. Um, so it's got to be viable or commercially you've got to be able to um, trade effectively and everything else. So some some good things have happened um, uh, in this business uh, to keep everything viable. But again... Um, I would still like to see whatever the change is, is that we all just uh, sit back afterwards, work out who's who in the zoo, work out who can contribute what, and look at the weaknesses of, uh, of uh, or potential weaknesses of what we do, uh, uh, don't do perfectly right, and then, um, you know, work a bit harder at it. I guess that mix of ownership, is it possible that a number of team owners will also try to uh, put a package together to increase the share that um, either they or or teams can have um 
that's a real unknown at this point. Um, you know, um, given uh, Archer being the majority shareholder of 65%, they have the right to go to the market and um, and uh, test what's there. And then, uh, but because we're uh, the teams, then are the second um, uh, highest shareholder. Well, then it comes to us for consideration. Um, but you know, you, you just until until they go through their motions and they present to us what's going on, um, and I'm sure James Warburton will have a you know a, a view on all that. Well, then um, we just got to sit tight on it. But um, look. In any sale of any business, there's always different options of um, who takes up more shareholdings or not or whatever. Um, it's a very complex contract, this one. Um, so the teams uh, do form part of it. And that when we when we had that Tazio product, um, uh, you know, to the credit of the people uh, heading it up at the time, um, Tim Miles, you know, they, they were very vigilant on making sure that the teams were protected along the way so that we didn't get all sold out and everything else and didn't have any control. So, and again, going back to the strengths, that's been a huge strength of the, of the business. The, the board, um, no doubt, uh, you know, has their uh, rattling of the cage um, at, at their meetings, but uh, but but we have good always have good representation by way of our two reps, and and you know on the cha- on this time round on, on a on a second change of ownership, um, we'll just have to wait to see what's presented, and then that will present itself with what the options are. But but anything's possible, you know. Goes without saying, all the team owners are chatting. Uh, what if, what if this and what if that and and so we're all um, um, flying around with envy about what what may happen, what may present itself. Um, so the scuttlebugs out there, but but you know again we we will act professional about it. Uh, we as teams have appointed, you know, our own representative, which is the same person again. Tim Tim's obviously you know ex team owner and certainly gets it, and we can all trust him. Um, he's um, he, he has a passion, you know, for it as well, which is really great because that's another good thing. Even your SELs, you know, they're still out there; they get it. Um, you know, and um, um, lots of passion. But yeah, look, um, who knows where that's going to go at this point in time? But it's fair to say that you know something's uh, going to transpire in 2017, and uh, it'll be interesting press. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting press is also the international racing again uh, being discussed and muted, and uh, I don't know if the contract's been signed, but uh, it certainly looks like a, there's one contract that's very very interesting to everyone where do you sit on that i know it's a very divisive uh, thing among team owners look um again back to james warburton um he understands business and commerciality so you know i think in australia we've we've just done you know it's been been a great ride in getting supporters and partners involved uh, involved and that continues to go but the reality of um you know, majorly post-GFC now, but uh, the reality is in, uh, like any business, um, you know, marketing funds have, have shrunk uh, a lot and so they've, and there's more sporting entities out there vying for the same space. So um, we are a true national sport, but we're, we, we're also, if we want to, be a true international sport. And you know, I remember when I first came into business, I went to seminars, learning things and all that, and I was being told years and years ago about Southeast Asia, when Australia needs to connect with it, you know, and that's been chipping away in in general industry. Well, I, I, 
I think that is where we need to be because on a commercial sense, it'll just give the teams a whole lot more um, ability to, um, you know, get support. And, you know, like we've had Castrol for a lot of years. Well, Castrol is based up there. And when we went and did the practice run up at KL, you know, it was massive for them. So, you know, it would open up lots of doors for us. Um, where you know the the issue will come down to is where the tracks are and and yep there's been a few being tainted around so um, some have got um, uh, political issues written all over them and and others are just a you know like if I just take a Singapore for instance I mean a Singapore is just such a lovely clean city um, expat relations uh, corporate hospitality would be big you know Australians just look at oh where are we going to go for our next holiday you know let's go to Bali let's go here and I mean we would get a lot of supporters to give them a reason to go to Singapore because they could follow us there and equally have a you know uh, a nice holiday in that region um, you know and of course if it was off the back of the F1 infrastructure well it has to be um, you know well then that's even better again but I think if that was our base uh, you know as a, as a race um, that would definitely tick the box and then of course you've got all these other um, entities around uh, Asia and um, and you know it would make sense to have two um, so that once you're there, we'll then logistically move things around. But who knows? I mean, um, obviously, James has got a lot in his head there. He's um, he's been working uh, pretty hard at that one, and um, uh, he's got a lot of balls in the air. But it'll be interesting just where they come down. But I would be very disappointed if we didn't. Uh, I was looking forward to the KL thing. Um, and you know like all great legal situations you know they all um, happen and of course we know the history of it it was China before it was like the China deal but you didn't actually get to race there no that's right and I think uh, you know we've also learnt a lot you know from racing in the Middle East and everything else about how we we just do things better you know and and so um, you know there's a lot of push that we make sure that any deals we do do we very much dot the i's and cross the t's for for those reasons um because no one wants um it takes all the fun out of it um with what we do when a when a legal situation raises so but you know uh, yeah great opportunity and and given that we're um um, you know, we look so we, we are a true um, um, uh, uh, national sport, uh, and we're well known around the world um, thanks to SEL. Um, you know, I think, um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really striving that those deals are, are pulled off. I think we we really need it um, as an entity. So we look forward to finding out some more in the coming weeks with Rod Nash. After the break, a final thought. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and been unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au Hi, I'm Craig Lance. Hi, I'm Dale Wood and you're listening to Supercars Today. And a final thought, Craig, from me. 
is the success for the first time of running wildcards. Wildcards from development series in good young races in Shea Davies, in Macaulay Jones, that's right, James Hawley. And all three of them showed, acquitted themselves very well, showed themselves well. They didn't get in the top ten, didn't get in the podium. But they all learned enormously, and that's the whole purpose of it, to give them more miles at the tracks when they can measure themselves against where they're hoping to be. They're all aspiring to be supercar drivers in the near future, and I think this is a perfect way in which to introduce them. Yeah, indeed, and uh, it was great to see them on the track. Of course, there was some biffo late in the race, and uh, Shay Davies, of course, you'll hear on Inside Motorsport this week, his thoughts that he had no case to answer, and obviously the stewards thought the same. And uh, I think it was a very, very successful outing. I look forward to seeing it up at Hidden Valley in Queensland Raceway. And these sorts of things, I would go one step further too, Tony. I would say you could have main game guys in the Dunlop Super 2 category. And people, you know, they roll their eyes up at me. Jamie once said to me, what the hell would I want to race that for? And I said to him, someone's going to pay you, Jamie. And this was, this was probably before Championship 1. Uh, I said, Jamie, someone's going to pay you to get in that car. You're not doing it for love. And he goes, well, yeah, yeah well, that makes sense. <laughs> he probably oh, still wouldn't want to do it, but I, I still think it would be a great a great thing for the series to have him go both ways. And my final thought, Tony, it's yeah. always good fun to have a bit of a joke and a bit of a laugh at the racetrack. And during the press conference and then subsequently after the press conference, we had a bit of fun with both Shane Van Gisbergen and Scott McLaughlin. Shane, firstly, talking about how he saw the uh, three-tenths of a second faster DJR Team Penske car of Scott McLaughlin and then Scott's reaction to Shane's comments later. But qualifying, you know, watching Scotty's lap this morning, it looked pretty shitty and he's still three-tenths up the road, you know, so... We have a lot to gain and switching the tyres on for the one lap. Well, that's his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and your opinion is? Oh, the car's good. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't my best lap, but it was a pretty good lap. I mean, yeah. It's three tenths better than the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a shitty lap, apparently. <laughs> and thank you so much for another week of Inside Supercars. Craig, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars.